Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Jay and Lucas, aka Technophobia. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, hey. How's it going? So for those that don't know, Lucas is a is a, a writer on our blog and also now a guest on our show. So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, Lucas. Yeah. So like you said, I'm one of the writers for the Fifth Trooper blog. I mainly do Imperial articles, talking about strategy with that. Um, I guess I'm our Imperial guy. I'm one of the few people still trying to play Empire right now. Should, uh, should be getting a little easier. God's work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been holding on. Um, although I, I guess we can talk about this later, but I think double bounty is also getting a bit better with some of these changes. Uh, but I also stream on Twitch. Uh, I'll hopefully be getting some games in, uh, during single eliminations, pretty busy with my own round Robin, but doing that as well. And yeah, I've been playing Legion for a while. It's fun being on the show. Actually, this, the fifth trooper podcast is like the first podcast I listened to back when, uh, I think it was in Veers came out. And so been listening for a while. So it's cool to be on here. Yeah, that's uh, that's right about when we started. <laughs> so right from the Beers. beginning. I think nice. I've been there since like episode three or something. <laughs> yeah, wow. perfect. Man, long time. Well, welcome to the big leagues. You made it, kid. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have uh, a lot to talk about today. It was a very eventful weekend. Unless you were living under a rock or in the mountains or something, there there was a lot of reveals and other fun just stuff ign- for Legion that happened. Just weekend, ignored so. it until today like I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you did, uh, in addition yeah. to li- listening to this episode, you can go to thefifthtrooper.com slash blog and check out our summary of all the Legion stuff that happened, which is uh, written by Timbo. And you can check that out if you want like the TLDR of all the relevant Legion reveals and stuff like that. So, but we're also going to talk about it on the show. So of course you could listen to the rest of this episode before we do that. Any housekeeping? Always Kyle. There's always housekeeping. Uh, yeah. So Stormtide is going strong still. We've got box two going out this week. So anybody who's uh who's a subscriber of Stormtide, Box 2 is out this week. And if you haven't started your subscription for Stormtide yet, what are you waiting for, man? Like, get on it. Like, we, we, we're kicking tires and lighting fires. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and if, you, if you're wondering what Stormtide is about, you can go to stormtide.thefifthtrooper.com or on the Discord, the Legion Discord. We have a couple channels on there that you can check out there. You can see some p- people's questions. Some people are uh, actually taking pictures of their commanders that they got in box one, uh, painted and everything. So you can go check that out and kind of get a feel for what it is before you uh, invest. But I think I think if you do, if you, if you like uh, playing Legion and, and you want to play in a more uh, narrative-focused way in a campaign, this is the this is why we did this right so and i can tell you based on the stuff it's funny because uh box two is coming out and mike and i were talking about it today and i'm like oh god it's box two like uh, our heads are already in like four and five and so like i was just like I'm like wait what's going on in box two again like and so i forgot this is one of my favorite ones so box two is 
uh, was when we first were testing it, I was like blown away by box two. So I hope you guys all enjoy it and like it. Yeah. I'm presently working on boxes 10 through 14, but yeah, the art cycle <laughs> is <laughs> the art cycle is about six boxes behind. So <laughs> uh and then yeah and patreon right so we we have our our patreon um it helps us put guys like lucas on the payroll and and get him writing blogs and so uh you know if you want to support that and this podcast you know for the equipment all the junk that we need to like make this happen uh you could support us on patreon you get an additional podcast that's a secret patreon exclusive podcast and super actually, secret super yeah, secret we uh last week we actually had an old scoundrel on the uh, on the cast with Mike, uh, so that was super cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you can check that out. And then, uh, hey, Lucas, did you tell us what your Twitch channel was? Oh yeah, it is just Technophobia. So T E K N O F O B I A. So it's spelled a little weird, but uh, I'm the only one spelled that way. So if you type that in the Google, you're gonna find me. That's why it's spelled weird, right? So you. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It was my DJ name back in high school, actually. Ooh. But, yeah. So you're a big old throwback. Do you do you just like mix music or do you make music too? Uh, in high school, I just mixed. Uh, and then in college, I actually made music. Wow. So a bit of both. Jeez, I think at Adepticon, we're going to get ourselves a hospitality suite and throw a little, a little Legion party. Huh? A little we got party. The DJ? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I'm always down. I got some sweet, you know, Star Wars dubstep remixes from back in the day. Fantastic. Awesome. Hey, we should use some of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that actually, uh, we'll, we'll talk later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I think that's it, right? For housekeeping. That's good. Uh, do we, we, yeah, we mentioned our Patreon. I don't know. Yeah. We go through the spiel every week. Yeah, it gets, yeah. it's, gets kind of redundant for me. So I'm sure, you know, in any case. Uh, all right. Well, so it was a very eventful weekend. There were multiple Legion streams. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> first, they hit us with a sweet trailer that basically just dumped a bunch of new miniatures for, I think, what they're calling Shadow Collective. Mm-hmm. Accurate. So, so there was there was Maul with a Darksaber and Robot Legs. Okay, hold up. Before we go any farther, we need to leave space for this sweet thing called a news drop. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Let's hit the news. <laughs> Welcome to In the News. Thanks, Mike. I'm just so excited for. I know it, it's okay to be excited. Yeah. I'm excited too. There has I'm been sure. a lot coming out. I mean, I am. <laughs> I am a. I am a huge. As as you guys know, I'm a huge fan of lots of Star Wars things, but especially two things: Darth Maul and Ewoks. So, uh, for me, this was the Ewok weekend, the weekend that they announced that Ewoks would be a thing, <laughs> which we'll get to later. But also a second version of Maul. So. Um, if this is like the mall faction, then uh, I don't care how good it is. I'm in, uh, basically. So. Sort of seems like it's the mall faction. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I, uh, I feel the same way about Ewoks. Frankly, yeah. I, I don't care how good they are. As soon as they come out, I will purchase them all. Yep, exactly. All the things. Yep. Uh, so we got to see a model for mall uh, with complete with tactical rock. And um, I, I think it was just the angle, maybe, but the face looked a little... Uh, that was the one thing about like the mall model is he was kind of squinty. Um, he's really sure. angry in this one. He's very angry. Yes, it was a very angry mall face. Well, I mean, um, he's only half a mall in this one. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's why he's angry. He's yeah. got no legs. Yeah. 
I'm I mean, if I didn't have the bottom half of my body, I'd be pretty upset. Is so. there a scene in, in Star Wars that Maul is in where he's not angry? Just to clarify. Hmm. Uh, sometimes it's more like a simmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think right. when he was talking to Palpatine like a... in the beginning, he was just like concerned mildly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> all right. All right. Maybe, maybe like a low, a low burn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we did not get any stats on him unfortunately but uh we did get the model reveal so that was awesome we also got some pikes which is like a crime syndicate mostly from the clone wars tv series is like a crime syndicate they are they are Kyle, yeah Kyle. sorry they are a crime syndicate. yeah well they're their own syndicate they're the pike syndicate yeah the pike syndicate they are a crime syndicate thank you yeah they were right. the crime syndicate that the um the Martez sisters <laughs> stole spice from. They in, do uh, the Kessel Run also. Yes. It's like um, solo, I think they're in. Yeah. Well, they don't actually finish. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got some pikes. We got some uh, Black Sun, right? That's the um, sort of, I don't, it's hard to describe them. They're the name, definitely... They are Faleen. That is the species. That, that is they... the species. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's uh, if you're familiar with Legends content, that's the uh, faction Prince Izor. I think that's how you say that. Okay. X I Z O R um, from Shadows of the Empire. Um, so, yeah, yep. they're they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um. And we got some rules later for the pikes, so we'll talk about that shortly. But what do you guys think of these, these sort of this new concept and these new models first before we hit that? So, what, yeah, I mean, I think it was interesting. I guess you talk about the concept of the battle forces, right? Yeah, so yeah. Like, we can hit that now too. Yeah. So I think it's a real interest. You know, I I want to take credit for this because uh, Evan and I, way back in the day of Fifth Trooper, we're talking about why wouldn't you just have a Hoth force? Like, why are we playing around? Like, why wouldn't we just do this? So I'm going to go ahead and take credit for that. Luke and Alex were listening to the fifth trooper podcast and they were like, you know what? They're right. Let's make it happen. Uh, And so, but no, I, I like it. I think it makes sense and it's a different way of playing. And it's, I think it's a better way. I, I really like the idea from a, instead of like continually to put out factions, cause I just never understood how that was gonna work anyways. Cause at some point we're gonna run out or you're gonna be stretching. Like it makes sense to do battle forces and just say, yeah, all right. Well, if they are part of this battle force, here's your list. Kind of like what crisis protocol does for like the Avengers or defenders, right? Like here's your list of models that can go into this and you get bonus points for doing whatever you're doing inside that you know, for that army or, or I like it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. So essentially to specific, like they essentially specifically said that the battle forces will be kind of a different way to organize an army. Um, mm-hmm. Will Pagani actually came on the discord after the Saturday stream and posted a bunch of paragraphs of clarifications about what these battle forces are going to be. Um, so uh you know, basically, he said that they will be may have different force organization charts. Um, they may, uh, you know, have some different units that can go in them, uh, possibly from other factions, depending on what the battle force is. Uh, he said that there will be a, a Hoth one, 
Blizzard Force, which is the Empire version of the Hoth one, um, the 501st Legion, uh, a droid invasion force, whatever that means, and um, also the first one would be the Shadow Collective, so um, which will feature uh, Maul. Oh, we we got to see Maul's Mandalorians, the Mandalorian Super Commandos too, on that miniature reveal. So. Um, the Shadow Collective will definitely be Maul and the Super Commandos and possibly some mix of these other, uh, they're calling them mercenary units, but things like the Pikes and Black Sun and also Bounty Hunters. So, Yeah, it's cool. And I think especially like as we're seeing all the TV shows kind of progress, right? Uh, with Rebels and, and those sorts where you're seeing some like of the crossover between, you know, even in Mandalorian, there's some like B2s and there's still some droids like around, you know? So it's like, uh, you're seeing some of the crossover and I think the Battle Force makes sense to be like, hey, these are Rebels, but they're going to have some of these clones in them or, or you know, these are... These are the, whoever, you know, the empire, but they're going to have some leftover droids or remnants of something. I, you know, I think there's a lot of options there, which would be nice. Yeah, I think they can really expand this stuff out. Like something super cool could be, you know, Vader backed by clones since he was still fighting line clones for a little bit. Or with sequel factions, since resistance is basically rebels, you could just release like resistance heroes like Ray and Finn in them and then just so you can't use the old heroes because the rebel troopers are basically the resistance troopers. So I think this totally swings open the door for them to throw all sorts of stuff yeah. in. So I'm going to dissent a little bit here. Uh -oh. um, I think it's nice and awesome that we're getting all these sweet, cool new units. Um, I'm a little bit wary of the idea of battle forces. I sort of wish they were just like new factions or were, these units were released in, in factions um, that existed, or we would just make new factions for them, um, like the aforementioned Ewoks or, you know, Shadow Collective was just a faction or something, because I think the idea of, um, I forget what they were called in 40K. Um, there, it wasn't, I don't think it was Battle Force. Formations. Uh, formations. Um, they tended to start to be like the best, like specific ones would start to be like the best thing. So like, if you wanted to play rebels, for instance, you might have to play the Hoth battle force for your list to like really be competitively in the thick of it. And I'm just a little bit, I'm wary that uh, it might pigeonhole factions into certain units um, and points sort of do that already to some degree uh, you know as far as like what's best but I think it's a lot more open-ended than I have to take this certain combination of units within a faction to gain like these cool buffs and abilities or whatever um, so I, I think it's awesome that we're headed in this direction I am wary from a competitive legion standpoint on what it means long term for the game and maybe these are just narrative rules that they're talking about and they're not going to have an effect on competitive play who knows i sort of doubt that um, they, they specifically clarified that they would be legal for competitive play there you go um so uh i mean we'll see right like clearly we don't have any of it really in our hands yet but um that's my disclaimer i think that this idea has happened in a lot of other games and it definitely is you know it's hard to balance yeah I, I, I go ahead Kyle. yeah i'm sort of with you on that i i love the concept um i think it's a great way to introduce something like shadow collective 
but yeah in other games anytime you introduce like additional flexibility and then you know advantages for taking for utilizing that flexibility you, you get the potential for basically like some kind of broken combo that you know maybe you didn't foresee like 40k is famous for what they basically call imperial soup <laughs> and i don't know if that's still a thing but you know there are like something like 20 factions in 40k but i want to say like half of them are imperial you know things like space marines and you know sisters of battle and imperial guard and whatever and i don't know if you can still do this but for a time you could take like allies if they were part of the same like overall faction so imperial players would just sort of like pluck all the best units from each of those factions and just like dump them into one giant soup of an army um and i don't think we're anywhere close to there yet with legion uh because a there's not enough units but um b everything so far you know with a couple of notable exceptions is pretty well balanced in legion um when you compare it to something like 40k but uh i think there's a you know Anytime you get a situation like this, if it's too much of a free-for-all where you have like all these mercenary units that people can just pluck and, you know, the best ones, um, clearly there's a danger there or something like that happening. Uh, you know, we don't have any idea what these look like yet, so I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be worried until I see it, I guess, is the short version there. Um, yeah, and I think, I wonder too, I almost think that you may start you may have to like start doing a separation in rules and say, you know, cause this, you know, what kind of remind me of is what uh, age of Sigmar did where they have like the grand alliances. And so they have all the different armies that you can build like, you know, so like if you got like, what is it? Um, the Alliance of order, right. It's all the elves and like empire and what used to be empire and dwarves and, and, and all that. And you can, kind of mix and match and build your army based on that on a point system you know and i think it's cool from a thematic standpoint like it fills the story like we were talking about you know like but at the same time they probably yeah they'll probably have to do something special around competitive because competitive is so specific that sometimes these cool special rules don't really play as well um <laughs> and that's okay you know and but if they're gonna like if I was them, I'd break it out, right? I'd have like a competitive, you'd have your competitive rules set and then you'd have more like a, you know, what's my, what's my dad, dad with a beer game version of this, right? And it's just like, oh yeah, here's these alliances or, uh, you know, battle forces that you can use. And that's not really for high competitive. That's for like our mid competitive game or whatever, you know, whatever you would call it. Yeah, I think for me, one of the things that assures me a little bit is it sounds like it's really just differences in force organization charts and then uh, new command cards. So right, Shadow Collective has some new units that are specific to it. Um, but for Empire, right, if they just had three new command cards that worked with Snows or Veers or something, I don't know if that would be super game breaking. And so while it does add some more complexity, I'm hoping that the way they're doing it sounds like they're trying to keep it somewhat under reins. Yeah, and so, just so. because it's caused problems in yeah. other games doesn't mean that you know this like this could be a perfectly fine and balanced iteration of this concept. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we take, don't know until we see it. So right, take the take everything we learned from those other games that broke it, and just try to avoid those pitfalls. Right. Yep. And it seems yeah. like we can get to the pikes in a minute, but it seems like they're actually there are some hedges against that sort of thing already built into even the the handful of things that we've seen. So. 
Sorry, Mike, I cut you off there. No, you're good. I don't remember what I was going to say. I think think it was like pretty erroneously off topic. Somebody said perfectly fine and balanced. And I just recall every time I go to YouTube, there's a there's a video series that pops up on my feed that's like that's got a new video of like civilization six perfectly fine and balanced. And it's like a game or something, Uh, (laughs) you know, Um, I think one thing that Legion does have a leg up on also is right with a lot of games just the more you get in there, the more variation, the more possible for like degenerate combos. MTG sees this, right? The older the format, the more degenerate it gets. But with Legion having points rebalances and them being open to erratas, that makes me a little more hopeful that as it gets longer, they keep this in tune since unlike Magic, they'll just ban a card if it's too much. Um, Whereas here we can actually rein stuff in or buff up Vader as we're probably gonna talk about in a bit. Yeah, because the moon. Oh boy! (laughs) Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it right now. Uh, Not a moon. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't Why don't we Why don't somebody list the changes here? I before we do that, it's about time. Empire is about to start looking real good on the battlefield. Real good. This is while I still play Empire. I always play gun lines, and I've been you know. Uh, Bosk from back in the day, Boba Veers, Krennic Bosk, now Double Bounty. And let's just say this new Vader may convince me to finally take a Force user in the Imperial faction. You could. Right, so let's, let's talk about the changes and then we can. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll go through it. So uh, he's going to get Vader, Commander Vader, is going to get a command slot. Mm-hmm. He is going to gain Compel Core Troops or Cores. He's going to, uh, on his implacable um, command card, it's going to give a dodge on activation. So that's two dodges during that. During that, uh, And then on Darkness Descends, if he does not divulge, he actually gets re- reliable too. <laughs> so good. Oh, put some bursts of speed on him and everything's dead. Everything is dead. I mean that's kind of already the case, isn't it? <laughs> I mean his his points better be back going back up is really all I have to yeah, say. They didn't I, say anything about that. This so. does not inspire confidence from my perspective. I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't want to rain on parades here, but Vader and Burst of Speed, like like Vader before these changes in Burst of Speed was already gonna be a potential problem. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. I've been proxying burst of speed on Vader since I thought it was going to be out for SoCal Open since we expected Yoda to be coming out this month. And uh, let's just say current Vader with burst of speed seemed really, really strong. And so these changes on top of it, once it's all these announced, Vader is going to be a terror on the table. Like, I'm not, I'm not really sure how you're supposed to kill him. Uh, Huge like- command bubble. Snow troopers with Compel. Oh, so good. I, I mean, so yeah, I I get that he's been bad for so long. Yeah. Or at least not optimal for so long. Look, man, I played him for a really I know long you did. time. Yeah. Yeah, pal. You yeah. played him for like the first year and a half and of the then game. The basically. First sign of clones and you were gone. <laughs> you betrayed the Empire. As no, that's not as... true. He waited till Arcs came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> the first sign of Arcs and you were the first gone. time um, of clones being OP. It was just like a it was like a dust 
silhouette of yeah. Mike. We'll we'll see we'll see if his if his points end up staying the same. We don't know. They had, they they specifically did not say anything about that. Um, I'm okay with Vader being terrifying if he's, you know, he like needs if you have, to be. If you know. you, well, yes, he needs to be. But, um, you know, for everyone that wants to like relive that hallway scene in Rogue One, uh, you know this this game does have two players in it, and <laughs> somebody not anymore. I, I'm like there will be someone on the other side of the table as, as Vader, and while it's while it's great to be able to like sort of like vicariously live through Vader blenderizing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the, Vader's opponent needs to <laughs> feel like they're having fun too, yeah. or at least has the chance to have fun. You don't um, want to be a cowering fleet trooper at the end of the hallway. Yeah, no. Uh, I'd like to reiterate something you and Mike said from, I think it was the last cast of the other cast at a competitive level. You guys don't really have fun because it's competitive, right? So here <laughs> okay. we go. I definitely did not Here say that. we go. Oh, that yeah. Was well, definitely, that was definitely something I said. Well, Look, guess I just what, wanna, Kyle? I guess what? All your droids are dead, buddy. All of them. I'm going to spew some quick math here, I think, right. is just maybe where we should start. <laughs> okay. Sure, um, if you want. So let's assume for a second the I think the best out of these buffs is actually the fact that you can get reliable too. Yeah. I, and I, I think I think it's a little stealth. I think the other the command slot, the compel core, and the dodge on implacable activation are all like good. Yeah. But they're but they're not they're not reliable well, too good. Hang on, let's clarify one second because it's it's not actually reliable too. I think they said that during the game and then they later clarified. Sure. Um, it's practically a reliable two. It's two surge tokens whenever he gets a face up order. Okay, so always for the rest of the game, <laughs> right? Because you have yeah, so any Jedi be order. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's effectively reliable too. You're you're taking six Vader command cards and yes. most Vader lists. Yeah, but I just best. wanted to point that out because it's a minor yeah. distinction. So his effective health with the surge to block on defense is twenty four. Like yep. like. Palpatine is 15. Yeah, so is Yoda. You know, like like so is we're, Boba. We're, yeah, <laughs> like we're we're talking like what is that? Uh 66% increase in effective health. That like that's gigantic on top of the dodge tokens he gets from Implacable. Yeah, cuz it used to be 16. So it went from 16 to 24. That's actually a 50% increase. Let me ask but you yeah. this. Yeah. R- real quick. So because you 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 can't you know, you don't do the divulge, right? So you're not getting him close to their army with the burst of speed shenanigans we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Understood, you can still get him there, but not as close, right? If you're not dropping him in. Sure. So do you think that that starts to, I think that gives you, it's more just another tool in your tool belt, right? So you have the option to drop him in, burst of speed in and just eat up their army. Or you could say, nah, you know what? I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the two search tokens and I'm just going to wait. I mean, that gives him that kind of like, all right, I'm blue player and it's vapped. I'm just going to give him this and give him reliable too for the rest of the game uh, and just wait for you to come to me. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just extra versatility, right? Like against a gun line that can't deal with the Vader once he's buried, you can just divulge it because you don't need the health. And then against something else where he's going to get shot, now he has 24 wounds. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the, let's that's way more than any other force user by like fifty percent. And, and he's the tankiest on, trooper. Period. Right. Yeah. 
On top of that, he now can take vigilance because he's got a command slot. So he can hold the dodge that he doesn't use. So you're kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't, because you're going to have to shoot him. If even you're going to have to deal with the dodge eventually, you know. Um, And on his fear and dead men turn, he can just kind of bank one, you know. Yeah, because you're going to have like seven. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. love it so good i'm so it's, happy it is very I, good I, I yeah I, we'll see what the other empire changes are i hope that there will be you know that this is not like a, a situation like in the height of the tauntaun meta where you had tauntaun lists and then you had bad rebel lists and those were your options yeah. um you know i hope it's not vader lists and then bad empire lists i think i hope that's... That, i hope that there are other good uh empire options that's sort of like I mean, I don't know what the price point is before I start considering Palpatine over Vader at this juncture. But like, I'd I'd take the profile plus all these changes of Vader for like 230 before I even like glanced at Palpatine at this point. I'm not sure I can disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's about where um, I'm at, too. I mean, I've been playing Four Seasons though. for most of my uh, Legion career, like the vast majority of it. So um, if it turns out that we're entering a Vader Blender meta, then I'll just play Vader and be happy about it. But, um, you know, that's not everybody. So. Yeah. yeah, I just hope it's not Vader lists and then bad not Vader lists. Yeah. Or it's like Vader lists and you take force push or you aren't competitive. Or something like a whip or multiple whips with immobilized yeah. tokens. And I'm not even sure how much that helps. Really. <laughs> but, no, yeah. you just take standby tokens on Vader. They can't yeah. strip them. Yeah, that's the other thing. Push. That's that's one thing that I don't see people doing enough on either version of Vader is they can stand. Well, force users in general, but especially on Vader is they can standbys. Um, but anyway, this is not a tactics episode. No, uh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> anyway, I mean, like, Glad for Empire players. I'm nervous. Vader possibly terrifying, um, depending on points costs and other Empire. Yes. Okay. Yes, finally. But like, no, 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 no. You guys don't get a butt, Mister. You two jump in army to army to whatever best unit you can get. No, 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 no. It's about time. I painted like four separatist units every weekend for the for the guy who's just been holding. I played the same list like four tournaments in a row, Jay. Come on, because it's still good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i know um no i mean i hope that vader is a strong competitive choice um my fear is that he will be a like auto whatever if you're playing empire you're playing vader you're playing something bad like it wasn't the taunt time so we'll see yeah um you know they haven't they didn't preview any other errata or points changes other than that um yeah so we're sort of jumping to conclusions on that other stuff right yeah. now but um yeah certainly uh, these are it makes this on top of burst of speed makes them terrifying so i think tldr is if this vader is under 230 points he's gonna be real good yeah (laughs) Yeah. um all right uh we also they also said that there would be changes to all of the bounty hunters baba bosk and cad bane they did not specify what they would be um except that they would be essentially getting the mercenary treatment whatever that's going to end up looking like so yeah i'm real excited for this um since 
bounty hunters, especially like in double bounty in particular, you're just running the bounty hunter cards and then like seize and improvise orders. So you're essentially playing under the mercenary rules already. So whatever buffs are getting, uh, lists like that are really gonna like it. It is gonna hurt a bit more though, like a Veer's Boba or something along those lines potentially, uh, but we don't know what the buffs will be, but I'm excited for it to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, they're all kind of in a in a weird spot competitively right now, even Cad Bane, um, despite yeah. being a separatist student. <laughs> he yeah. sort of he sort of yeah, bears the useless. unfortunate distinction of being like the lone um, you know, separatist. The joke is that they're like the best balanced faction overall, except Cad Bane. So <laughs> well, he has to compete with Maul, who is arguably the best operative in the game. So there's also that. Yeah, accurate. But I don't think it's I'll not, be putting Bob on the table. It's not just that. Maul. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say before he came out, we weren't using Cad Bane yeah. because he was terrible. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say he's terrible. He's just not like. If he was in any other faction, I think he'd see play. Possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, we don't know what those changes are, so we can't. Really... Yep. <laughs> um, all right. There was another big. Uh, they actually did talk about one more big change that's coming in the. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and that is um, flipping four cards instead of three in the ban phase. Not my preferred solution, but you know what? I'll take it. Yep. Um, Two thumbs up for me. So you still, you still, what? So you're you still can't force get... anything, right? Yeah, you can't force the third slot as the end result. Because the red player always gets the last ban, blue player only gets two bans, right? So, like, yep. unless, unless you as red player, like, use your first ban to allow them to, like, force what's ever in the fourth slot. I, I don't know. They would have to ban something in that row. You would then have to ban something in that row. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's understood. Yeah. Um, you, you only get to that, that last slot if red player wants to get to, uh, to that last slot is right. the end result of this. Yeah. No more like, yeah, that's you know, interesting. Speeder list goes up against the gun line. 25% chance bombing run comes up in that third slot. And the gun line list is just like, all right, uh, you want to save three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think to that point, um, nobody's ever going to play bombing run again. Like that's probably just not going to happen. And like, this is unless, what you wanted. And uh, Yes, no doubt. I think it's, it's a it's, bad objective, but, but like. It's, it's kind of an indirect way to have like a player initiated card ban of problematic right. battle cards. Cause they just never get played. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, like if, if you have speeder lists that are facing other speeder lists and you feel like your list is slightly better at bombing run, you might see it. Um, but yeah, if you're like, if you don't have speeders and you're facing a speeder list and you're a player, um, if you end up on bombing run, you've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess what that means overall is that speeder lists are just going to be a lot less good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they're, they're still going to pack the punch that they normally do. Like triple snaps is still going to be able to like, you know, come in. I think they're and, still going to be fine. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. I don't think they're going to be like bid thirty points for your objective deck. I, I think one particular list isn't going to be as good and as much of a a, a take. But I think other speeder lists are going to be fine because I think speeders are still good outside. I think stats are still good, but it's not going to be the 
third, like you said, 30 bid to 12 activation list, you know, that's not going to happen as much anymore. Yeah, I think that was the goal with this, right? Hopefully rein in bids and then deal with those problematic cards. So as long as there's not two cards that are problematic for one list. <laughs> yeah. But that's still, I guess, lower because you need them both to be in the last two slots. So it even makes that less of a big deal. I mean, it, it sort of narrows down like the sort of, I think the intent, quote unquote, of blue player advantage, which is tailoring your overall deck in a way that's more nuanced rather than just kind of going like all in on that 25% chance that you get one card that you're looking for. So I think that's that seems like unequivocally a good thing to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Good change. Yeah, thumbs up. Awesome change. Uh, all right. Should we hit some unit cards? Yeah, let's do it. I'm all sure. about it. Because this infantry support platform looks sweet. Yeah, let's talk about it's fast. the. Yeah, let's talk about it. it somebody, so, uh, somebody want to hit this unit card? Just walk through what's on it. Yeah, I got you. Um, all right, so the new infantry support platform. It is sixty-five points, and it has armor three, cover one, which is like basically pseudo cover four. Um, Clearly, it's 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 pretty good. It's not quite armored, but it's pretty close. Um, it's got hover ground. It's got weak point one rear and sides, which interacts weirdly with only having armor three as opposed to armor, and that it like they don't really matter that much. Um, and it has a pilot upgrade. A what is that? A hard point uh, comms upgrade. Seven health on a white defense die, five resilience value. Uh, surge hit, surge defense. It is speed three on, I assume, at least an ATRT base. Um, it is a heavy support, and its its main gun, which you're probably never going to use, is a DC 15 blaster rifle at range one to three to black. Um, I think maybe to inform this conversation i think we've got to look at the at the weapon um slots for it um they previewed three the first is twin blaster cannons rage one to three six black dice infantry support platform only 40 points which means this is bringing it up to 105 uh when you activate you may have this weapon's dice and keyword values until the end of your activation if you do gain gunslinger critical two fixed front um so basically you can fire one shot with six dice or you can fire two shots at three dice um and each one would have critical one instead of critical two uh, real good fire support platform yep so that seems to be is... oh go sorry ahead. go ahead I was just going to say, is this any different than if it had two three-dice guns in Arsenal 2? Is there a reason that for fire support that needs to be worded this way? Um, I, th and I don't think so. So I think the as we go through these, um, you'll find that the I think the um, idea behind this is that this has kind of got like the twin linked thing from 40k going on where like the weapons are supposed to be combined in some fashion um 
I think that's probably the only reason. Like nuts and bolts, no, it's not any different. Um, the There's next, also weirdness yeah. around where you can't use like the same weapon, weapon with the same name twice in the same attack or something like that. So, oh, is that a real? That's probably why then. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the the there's two more upgrades here, both of which are 40 points. So all of these hard points bring it up to 105. Um, the next one is twin beam cannons, range one to four, two red, two white, beam two, fixed front. Um, pretty good. Uh, this is basically uh, maximum firepower three times. <laughs> without the other beam gun well it's 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 two red two white so it's not yeah, quite the dice yeah. aren't quite as good but yeah it's three it's three attacks with two red two white yeah yeah um the last one which is maximum firepower is twin missile pods range two to four four red dice uh when you activate you may have this weapons dice and keyword values until the end of your activation if you do gain gunslinger impact to fixed front um so all of these things are twin weapons uh the Blaster cannons and the missile pods you can split and shoot at different targets, and the beam cannon does has beam. Um, and I think the, the last upgrade here before we kind of open the floor completely is the 327 Star Core Elite Armor Pilots. Um, infantry support platform only while attacking. If a friendly unit uses fire support, you gain surge to crit. Thoughts. Yep. Yeah, seems good. good yeah <laughs> seems tailor-made for fire support yeah yeah which i guess is almost literally in the name right infantry support platform mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so here's the question mike as our resident clone player how many of these you putting in your list and what are you what are you giving it i think i think if you're taking this you're taking one 105 mm -hmm. basically this is 110 points because i think you're taking the pilot yep um I'm I'm a little I'm questionable on that because it's surged to hit already. Surged basically all surge crit is really doing is making you a lot better against armored targets. Um and so that might be a question mark. Um but if you're taking this, you are taking it with the express like you you are your intention is fire supporting. That's what you're doing. Um and you're so, and you're using this as the platform. You're Spider yeah. Off. So then, does that require HQ uplink on this? Um, I think probably no. Not you want to give it an LTA? Yeah, I think so. There's a couple big, big things here. It's not a clone trooper. It cannot share aim tokens, and the units that are fire supporting can't spend their own aim tokens. So I think you want link targeting array on it. The other thing is like worst case scenario for for this thing it's like your ambush turn and your ambush turn is going to look like you giving this the order from the ambush card and then your clone commander directs to your fives unit hands an order to it and then fives hands an order to another clone trooper unit and you have on your ambush turn this has an order and the two things that are fire supporting are going to have orders um mm -hmm. so you so you've already and the other thing is that the generic republic one pip hands out a free order um when you give an order to a vehicle i'm pretty sure so um no i i, I don't think you need hq uplink like you certainly could take it i don't think it's a requirement um republic's generally swimming in order tokens anyways so 
it's I don't know if taking this is going to be better than like just like shooting with a Z6 and fire supporting with another Z6. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you got surge tokens lying around. Yeah, like I'm like I don't, I don't know. Um it definitely if you want to do like the combo thing and like um fire support multiple times on the opening activation of turns, it's definitely a lot better at that. <laughs> And it's also really fast. So maybe you could get some out of cover shots or different angles or something like that. Yeah. This strikes me as like a, a unit that's when it's good, it's going to feel really, really bad to be on the receiving end of it. Um, you know, realistically, this could enable your opponent to like throw like 24 ish dice split between two separate units <laughs> um, before you get to go. Uh, Your real gross alpha strike. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, for, like, like you can just, like, instantly delete, like, 2B1 squads or two Rebel Trooper squads with this thing, I think. Yeah. I agree. Do you think you would take this as an armor hedge potentially for clones? Since, right, you could turn a Z6 and a surge crit, and that's been missile pods, shred armor being fire supported. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think the missile pods are a lot better than the blaster cannons just from like a hedging perspective. Like, you're really only losing one die on each fire support attack um, when you split it. And two red is, you know a little worse than three black but not by that much you know um and the fact that you get impact is yeah i mean i think to me the missile pods are if i'm taking anything i'm taking the missile pods probably yeah i've been seeing a lot of clones bringing rps's and so i wonder i think to me at least it seems like a better option a little more expensive than a phase one but much better armor hedge than a uh, cumbersome rps I think you probably take them both. <laughs> now you've got him back four on whatever you're shooting at. Impact four and search crit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just just to be clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll shoot your air spears out of the sky. Again, like it's this is sort of like a unit that because it doesn't have clone trooper, it's tough to know where it lies, but it definitely has potential synergy i think to rise above the fact that it doesn't unlike i think like the atrts and stuff all right should we hit the the snail tank let's do it all right the full name of this thing is the nr-n99 persuader class tank droid looks very persuasive um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is this one is from the Battle of Kashyyyk. It's basically like the it even has like like snail eyeballs. It's basically like a giant snail, which is why it's <laughs> called the snail tank. Um, but it is big. They uh, uh, like they actually did they show the actual model on stream? I think they they, pa- they painted one during a okay. panel. Yeah, um, yeah. It from the from the screenshots that I saw. Um, I didn't catch all the painting streams, unfortunately, but it looked enormous. <laughs> so, I think this um, could do the the wall thing people are speculating the bus could do before we knew that you could see people's feet. Looks tall enough to be a wall. Yes, it does. And it goes all the way down to the ground. So, yep. Um, Uh-oh. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's got the same movement profile essentially too, right? Reposition with speed one and a ginormous base. So, I mean, sort of. It it doesn't it have, doesn't it doesn't have, have access to move. reckless driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's going to be harder to do that. It's also like substantially more expensive, uh, one hundred and forty-five points. So, um, but it does have it has uh, full armor, uh, arsenal two. Uh, it has the programmed keyword that we saw in the spider droids which we now know what all those cards are which we can talk about in a minute um reposition transport one open so you can throw a squad of b2s on here if you want um and weak point one sides uh, it's got 11 health a white save with surge seven resilience surge hit um it has a programming a uh, ordinance and a comm slot and then it has two weapons printed on its card the first of which is ion cannons. This is a rainbow, so red, black, white, range one to two, impact one, ion one, fixed front. Um, I think this is the first non-exhausting ion weapon in the game. Besides those little grenades, I guess. Off the top of my head, yeah. Just yeah. like I'm looking at the unit card and seeing ion one like printed on a unit card, and I think that's the first time. <laughs> it's like not on an upgrade yeah um yeah i think you're right um and then its main weapon is heavy repeating blasters range one to four red black black white white critical one fixed front so um decent firepower for something that costs 145 points not like you know i don't think that's why you're taking this thing um, but it's going to be able to throw some dice at stuff while you're moving it around with a B2HA in the back of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems pr- pretty analogous to the Imperial tank to some degree. Yeah. It was a lot like a ATST health pool with the uh, Saber tank body, or sorry, not Saber, Occupier tank body. Yeah. Although notably much taller looking, which could be helpful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the occupier alone with some of the shenanigans you can do with cover is great. So now being able to do that without even seeing the units behind it will be nice. <laughs> or imagine if you could throw B2s in an occupier. Yeah, yeah, also that. But even like one of the primary weaknesses of the occupier is that since it's so low to the ground and it's not a repulsor vehicle, there are a lot of times where it just gets blocked by stuff that like random pieces of scatter terrain that are yeah. oh, <laughs> that are yeah. too tall. Don't I know? Um, so you don't yeah. model it with the boxes and a vertical stack on it, so you can go over things. <laughs> a, a pillar of boxes. A pillar of boxes. Of <laughs> They're magnetized, magnetized boxes. <laughs> um, yeah, so this would seem to have at least a slightly easier time of overcoming that weakness of the occupier. Um, and yeah, like you said, you can put a squad of easy in it. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on this thing before we talk about the protocols? I mean, I think it's pretty pretty lethal up front close. I think uh, you slap an ordinance upgrade on it and um, you've got some like real flexibility at range four, you know? At, yeah, and I would, I, say, I would say it's close to the ATST. I mean, minus the impact, you know, it's just missing one red die. But like it's got Arsenal too, so you could you could throw something on there, and I don't know. I think that's 
that double that triple rainbow that the atst has is a lot better than people give it credit for and it's got the built-in surge on hit which is nice i mean it's got a lot of nice things that you have to like upgrade for with the atst so yeah i think for me at that range though i don't know if it hedges up the aat um right the at is so great at range four i think it, it's close but for me i think it edges out there i would see this more as rolling up with b2s or something or magna guards and just being real tough to kill and giving b2s permanent heavy cover which is pretty solid when you're moving as fast as this thing is yeah i do think you're right i think like if you're not utilizing the transport capacity you're probably taking the aat right like yeah aat's tougher better firepower longer range mm -hmm. clearly a little more expensive but um you also can't do like blocking shenanigans with it and stuff i mean like you can but you generally don't not yeah. not to not as like aggressively at least as yeah. you could as you would with this yeah yeah, yeah. it's interesting so it looks like a looks like a decent heavy like every other uh, every other separatist release hey yeah this looks pretty good and do you think <laughs> not crazy not bad pretty good the protocols, I think, are also pretty important. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the big differences between this and the AAT is, I think, defensive protocols. I don't know if we're ready to move there, but that really yeah, sticks them. out to me. Yeah. You want, I to, guess, you want to read them to sure. us? So we got three different protocols. We got the attack protocols, which give you, it's three points. You get AI aim and precise two. We have engagement protocols, which gives you AI attack and move. That one's five points, a little bit more of like standard AI we see on a lot of stuff. And then we also have uh, defense protocols, which gives you dodge, nimble, and outmaneuver. Um, defensive protocols, to me, it reads immune arc strike teams. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, sort of, because... Sort of. Can, please, go ahead. Well, the thing is, like... <laughs> Droids, separatists do not have a lot of ways to get dodge tokens to vehicles. There's there's basically one way to do it without the vehicle actually taking the dodge action, and that's the strategize keyword on super tax. Right. Um, I'm gonna I I gotta beg to differ. Like out the gate, every one of your B1 units can have portable scanners. Okay, I guess. I was just gonna but, say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if you're if you're doing the heavy thing. I guess a lot of the heavy lists have a lot of naked B1s rolling around. And they do. You know, or you just those... take two of these guys with like a super tax droid, two B2s, and yeah, roll I think it I'd all up in do... your opponent's face. I think I'd rather do it with strategize if I'm gonna like if I'm gonna center a strategy around giving dodges to a heavy, then I'm probably gonna use the super tactical droid. For sure. I just you use this word I know only. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I wanted to clarify. I'm just, it's just like, you know, when are you going to take a dodge action with a snail tank? And the answer is almost never, basically. Um, yeah. But, I think uh, it's yeah. worth saying, though, kind of like Timbo's saber list that really came out of nowhere. It basically just leverages outmaneuver and a couple dodges on the saber and makes it real hard to kill. Um, yeah. So, you know, being able to put that on two units and support them both relatively easily. Um, I think it could be a sleeper combo. Could be, yeah. Uh, I like it a lot better than the aim one. Um, Maybe on this specifically. On this specifically, yeah. Um, it's Worth noting that all these go on the DSD spider droids as well. They do. Yeah, so I, I think, I think on the snail tank, the aim and the dodge one are both 
substantially more palatable than they are on the spider droids just because like you want to be you know you're gonna have one or two of these uh, persuaders so it's going to be a lot easier to give them face-up orders then you know you're possibly going to have like three spider droids um so if you don't want to be stuck doing ai aim or ai dodge all the time uh you got to be using override or face-ups and on three units that's a lot harder than it is on one or two so i think you're taking a I think you're taking the engagement protocols on the spider droids like nine out of 10 times. Um, Do you think the attack protocols have a place on the spider droid? Like using, have you guys gone over all the guns for that? Uh, when did they spoil those? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I don't remember either. <laughs> well, there's a two to four ion gun in case yeah. it, it hasn't been spoiled. And, uh, I could see somewhere where you could do attack protocols and you're just kind of sitting back aim shooting with it. Um, but you have to recover with the ion gun if you want to use it every turn. This is true. Well, that's why you and are no taking recover. a super attack, attack droid and just overriding all three DSTs every turn. Yeah, but yeah. Then, you, then you don't have the aim token to take advantage of precise two because you're doing recover shoot. Well, then you're using the super attack to, uh, to call it strategize. There you go. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You strategize it. I don't know. Um, I do think that you're probably throwing um, like attack protocols on at least one of the DSDs. I could see one of them in, on attack and two on engagement. I guess. Yeah. If if you're like if you're basically just camping a super attack near them, and there's that super attack's sole purpose is to feed the spider droids, then I guess yeah. But if I'm taking spider droids, I feel like I want them to be kind of autonomous from my super attack and use the super attack for like your BX strike teams or your Magna Guard or your B2s yeah. or something like that instead. Um, I definitely think engagement protocols is the, the, the more obvious choice there, right? Yeah. You're wanting to get in there and blow stuff up. So AI attack move is kind of AI. You don't have AI anymore for that unit's purpose. Yeah, it's worth noting on the spider droids, like if you do take the ion gun, um, you might have to kind of like reverse your normal cycle of how you shoot with a um, an exhaust weapon. Because often that, you know, is like you move and shoot it and then it's exhausted and then the following turns you recover and then you shoot and you recover, shoot. Um, you know, none of these protocols have recover, AI recover on them. So... If you're using engagement protocols, you know that first one is going to be a move and then an attack, and then you're probably going to have to use that um, super attack three pip to recover it. So you can kind of get in the cycle of attack recover, you know, like the opposite order. Um, but just something to be aware of if you plan on using ion spiders. None of these have AI recover on them, so a little Ooh. awkward. Yeah, I mean. Um, I don't know. These are all. I think they're fine. Yeah. Like, and they're also required. So okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta take one. Yeah. And it's in separatist. What was it to say? It look, everything looks viable, and it doesn't look OP or, or too bad. <laughs> Defense protocols might be busted, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible that that version of the snail tank that you talked about, where you're just blocking crits constantly. It's a little bit of a problem, but mostly. Yeah. Because that's how you get through armor, right? Is crits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Um, all right. 
Should we talk about the Shadow Collective stuff? Yeah, I'm sure people are like chomping at the bit for us to talk about this <laughs> at this point. We can't talk about this right away because then you would just stop listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or was it tune out once they're done? <laughs> yeah. All right, who wants to go over this Pike Unicard? I'll do it. Uh, all right, so Pike Syndicate Foot Soldiers, Danger Sense 2, Outmaneuver, so you can spend dodge tokens to cancel crits. Self-preservation, uh, when checking whether you panic, you cannot use the courage value of units that are not in the same affiliation as you. Uh, independent dodge one, so at the start of the activation phase, you if you don't have an order token, you gain a dodge. So it's kind of like AI, I guess, a little bit. Um, they roll white on defense dice. They surge on defense. They have a blaster that's range one to three p13 long blaster range one to three one black uh speed two uh stun baton for their melee to white they have a heavy upgrade a regular unit upgrade a uh whatever that's called gear slot and a uh grenade slot four minis we don't know how much they cost and they hit the cost and the uh whatever shadow syndicate they're going to be in or whatever the icon is for that i'm assuming and talk about those heavy weapons too because this is kind of uh yeah you know all rolled together sure so you have the p13m disruptor soldier range one to four a red two black uh pike syndicate foot soldiers only impact one uh 24 points you sure that's impact and not immobilize (laughs) Ouch. <laughs> Zing. There was, yeah, there was some confusion on the stream. Initially, they were playing the whip and the gun like as the same, like kind of mind melding those together, I guess. And it was like a range four weapon with mobilize, which would obviously be ridiculous. Um, uh, maybe thankfully, ideally, that's yeah. not what it is. So ideally, they'll learn the game. Uh, <laughs> Electro Whip and Soldier. Electro Whip Soldier here. So melee range one, two red, immobilized one, and suppressive for 10 points. Ooh. Uh, do you want And then the Foot Soldier for... These are just regular upgrades. You want to do these, Kyle? You okay with me doing these? Yeah, go for it. Go for Which it. Is, okay. So Pike Syndicate Foot Soldier. Uh, you gain cash aim one during setup. Place one aim token on this card. You can spend this token on this card. Uh, you have this keyword even if this mini is defeated. So if the mini goes away, you still get your aim token if you want it. Uh, Pike Syndicate Capo. This is the captain. Uh, your courage is increased by one. You gain independent surge one at the start of the activation phase. If you do not have an order, gain a surge token. This is your leader for 16 points. And then do you guys want to talk about this before we move on to the capo unit? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this unit before we go anywhere. Um, so I, I think it's, it's a little bit tough to talk about how good this is bef- without knowing the base units cost. Yep. Um, I, I, I would guess fifties, low 50 high forties probably would be my guess. I mean, they kind of look like rebel troopers with some, mm-hmm some better keywords some worse keywords um you know they have danger sense too which is notionally like pretty good on a a core unit uh but they only have courage one so 
Um, There's no Dauntless. And they don't have Dauntless or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. And they also panic at two suppression if you don't take a uh, commander that has the same affiliation. So uh, I don't think you're probably not getting a lot of use out of Danger Sense. You know, the use that you're getting out of this is if you have like an out of position unit that's just getting hammered and then they get, you know, progressively harder to kill, but also they're probably going to panic or not be super useful on the next turn anyway. No. Um, so I, it makes it harder to like focus and eliminate a unit, but you know, this isn't going to be the same as like on Pathfinders or Jin where they're still able to kind of run around and do their thing while also tanking stuff. Um, mm hmm. If they're tanking stuff, they're going to be so suppressed that they're not going to be able to do anything. So, which can still be its own benefit, but um, I could see him like as a one of with the capo or capo in it, right? It yeah. Makes danger sense a little better, and then you just don't give them orders, and they have that independent surge and dodge, which they did confirm. Uh, you get all the different independent uh, independent triggers whenever it happens, so you get the dodge and the suppression. Yeah, yeah. and un or, unlike sorry, a. AI, these are net benefits, not drawbacks. Yeah. Right, right. Like, it's a straight benefit. Um, yeah, so it could be pretty durable in that situation, right? Free dodge, danger sense, slightly higher courage to take, you know, so they don't get hammered as much by that suppression. Um, yeah, they just kind of look like rebel troopers to me, which I think yeah. is good. Like, They're like yeah. a combo of rebel troopers and rebel vets, um, yeah. you know, to some extent, like the independent dodge one is pretty similar to like defend one except reverse, like clearly better. Um, right. Cause you don't normally give orders to core units anyway, unless you're right. separatists so. or, or Republic or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, and I mean like the four, so it's generic four black at range three plus the disruptor rifle is six black, one red at, at range three. Um, like that's basically a DLT. It's better than a DLT. Than a DLT twenty, right? With the um, like a rebel DLT. Uh, it's debatable because the rebel DLT has critical, and these guys don't normally surge. So sure, sure. I guess if you um, got the cap or, yeah, sort of, yeah, sort of hard to say, but it's close. Yeah, it seems. Th this feels more to me like the imperial DLT. Um, yeah, because it has impact on it instead of sure, critical. Sure, sure. Um. I think it's a Which, little better than that since you have three dice. Like, yeah, I'd love to have slightly. something like that on a stormtrooper, but yeah, very you have very the chance close. to break cover. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's an ex it's like a it's like a uh, stormtrooper DLT, but with an extra dice base. Mm -hmm. um, um, it's uh, actually it's actually slightly worse overall average hits than a stormtrooper DLT. There you go. Uh, because the stormtroopers surge, so it's you know it's fourteen out of eight instead of the, this is twelve out of eight without a surge token. Sure. but it is an extra dice so yeah i mean this feels like a dlt which is it feels fine. like a core unit yeah okay. exactly yeah. like yeah, I, nothing looking at this jumps out at me is like crazy i i sort of disagree the the whip depending on the price of the base unit that whip is gonna be really good like it, it yeah it's only range one um i feel like this guy could suffer from the same thing that like the radiation droid suffers from which is the sure. These guys have white saves, and um, you know it's <laughs> like it's not an you're putting an assault weapon on a unit that's not an assault unit. No doubt, it's kind of the fleet trooper deal. It's just it's you know the the difference in price is substantial. Yes, ten points right? is very cheap. Yeah, um, I mean this is can... unquestionably the cheapest heavy weapon upgrade that exists. I think right. 
so far that we've seen. Yeah, I, I mean, so. it's it's one point more than the personnel personnel upgrade, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. so I mean, like you could easily have like a six man squad for cheaper than like your normal five man with a with a heavy weapon, right? Mm. I mean, like like the whip and the extra dude is nineteen points. The disruptor yeah. is twenty four, right? So yeah. it could be a pretty good like hedge against melee threats. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just totally. take one 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 unit with the whip and you know throw that extra guy on there. And sometimes you're throwing six black dice at range three, and sometimes you're throwing a mobilized tokens on a Jedi. You know. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's very reasonable. Yeah, yeah, for like fifty points if they're priced around a rebel vet or rebel core. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. So the, it's not super clear like how you take these guys, but what they did confirm since they used them on the stream is that. Um, separatists can take them in some capacity oh great separatists get more units that look pretty good <laughs> i don't yeah, think it's think gonna it... be just separatists getting anything out of this expansion but look man. yeah i do think it's worth noting that uh the mechanic of independent i think will synergize really nicely with some hero centric lists like potentially shadow collective mall and bounty hunters um, being able to put all your orders on heroes and actually get net benefits from having, you know, timing neutral core. Um, that's where my mind went immediately. So that seems like a pretty cool combo if you're wanting to run, you know, mall with bounty hunter, sign me up. Yeah. And it's worth noting that like, if you need to put an order on them, it's actually somewhat punishing <laughs> in like, yeah, it's yeah. like actively bad. Yeah. 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 Um, which seems to be the intent here. Yeah um but you know i like it it's like a reverse cis your guys are good but you have you don't want to have good order control yep all right pike syndicate capo is that yeah. is it capo or capo i mean i'm capo. assuming it's I always says capo but i heard they all said capo and then i heard someone say in mob movies they say capo so okay I'm picturing like a guitar capo, and I know that's clearly the wrong context for this. So yeah, that would be entirely. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So they have this keyword at the top, which they said was aid, even though it's blocked off. And I'm assuming that symbol means the the syndicates. Uh, when you would gain an aim, dodge, or surge token, another friendly syndicate unit at range one and in line of sight may gain that token instead. If they do, you gain a suppression. Uh, danger sense two, independent dodge one. They have uh, four health, courage two, white die for saves, surge to surge on defense. They're capos P13 long blaster, range one to three, three black dice. Uh, unarmed for their melee, one black. They have a command slot and a gear slot. Yeah, depends yeah. on how much they cost. Yeah, I mean, we have I, no idea how much they cost. Right. That makes a big difference here. Look, looks like generic officers, so I'm yeah. going to guess somewhere between 40 and 60 points. Which... I would, yeah, I'd probably say they're going to come in a little bit more expensive because they do some more stuff, so I would probably say 60 to on the 60 side do they guess. really do more stuff though i mean aid is basically like take cover yeah or spotter that's fair. In, a, that's fair. in a different form you can't upgrade it with uh scanners or binoculars so it's kind right. of like a so i think right now you're not really taking officers or 
uh, without scanners or uh, binoculars? Well, so I think I think that's maybe like a hidden thing in here that this is actually better than both of those things because it kind of has spotter and take cover built in because you can just take the aim action or the dodge action in addition to the independent dodge, right? So you can actually hand out like two dodges and a name with this guy. Yeah, it's more tokens. Yeah. Um, And then here's a good danger sense for you, which is nice. Right. Yep, there you go. Charge your danger sense in the process. So so yeah, I think think it probably could be closer to 60. You could also use, use this as like a you know, it's just whenever they gain one. So if you have, if they have other ways to gain tokens, you know, you can kind of use them as like a comms relay for tokens, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cute. Um, but yeah, uh, unclear how much they cost. It seems like it's going to be sort of necessary to take these guys if your Pike Syndicate foot soldiers are panicking at two suppression if you don't. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Seems like you take one of these guys and a few pikes, or you're maybe just taking one of the units and putting the capo in the unit itself. Yeah. Yeah. They are the only um, mercenary shadow collective, whatever we're calling them, uh, unit card that we saw were the pikes, uh, those two pike unit cards. Uh, But there are also Maul's Mandos, which I think the, the canon name for those is Mandalorian Super Commandos. Um, they actually, like, they had the red thing, the mall horns, everything. They look awesome. Um, and then we had hey, Black Sun. Mike, you, you watched these series. Weren't some of the other Mandalorians before the split, they, they fought for, for Maul, right, for a little while, and then they split off and decided not to? So I think... Maybe you could even have the Mandalorian resistance, you know, if that's going if they're gonna do these weird battle forces, maybe there'll be a a unit that could potentially be Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Oh, I yeah, guess she didn't quite catch that. <laughs> um so I, I if I'm recalling Well, my right phone right? didn't like that conversation at all. <laughs> I, I think the Mandos that fought for Maul before they had like the spiky helmets and stuff was Death Watch. Mm, I yeah. think. Um and which which leads me to think that we probably won't see Mandalorian resistance mm. fall into that role just because yeah. Mandalorian resistance and Clan Ren is like very different than Death Watch, right? Yeah, very specifically <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Um they could always just put some in like that box that don't have the spiky helmet and then you know, because right, I think some of Maul's Mandos did just have red armor. Yeah. So right, you could just yeah, they paint them in Death Watch colors. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't all worship him as a god or whatever or whatever's going on there with the spiky helmets. <laughs> they yeah. just they just thought he was cool. I think um, yeah. They're just I mean, Garth Saxon spikes, right? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to uh, Gar Saxon okay. did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, spikes are cool. Spikes are cool. He's Mandalore, man. You gotta be reverent. It's their religion. Yeah, it spikes is. Spikes is the new yeah. black. There you go. Red and black is the new black. Uh, <laughs> He, they also showed some black sun models and then uh, uh, swoop bikes. So, yeah, the swoop bike models look pretty good. They do. Yeah, they look, they awesome. look really good. Um, I mean, all these models look really good. Like, yeah, they had some of the painted pike models on that bat rep. The pike, uh, they look, look great. Cool. Yeah. Yep. I, I definitely will be using old mall. I think. 
because we'll i don't see, like we'll the see new what the head sculpts, sculpts we'll, and stuff we'll see we'll see yeah. i also like i think i like old mall's pose better um, i don't know i like the tactical rock jumping forward dark well, it's, saber situation. Uh, it's glass from andalore right it's so when he fights Ahsoka, they're in like that throne room. And it's actually one of the windows like broken on the oh, ground. It? So it has like all these Mandalorian embellishments on it. There you go. I worry about this uh, because <laughs> I, any of you guys play Marvel, but like Crisis Protocol, the models get real complex and it's like, yeah, all right. And like the higher they get, the more like... <laughs> delicate they are and so i'm just like i saw that and i'm like oh god i hope we're not doing that with this game uh because that makes it they're just real delicate they look <laughs> so, amazing though like yeah, i'll take, I'll take absolutely that. you well, want old uh, princess leia with her feet on the ground listen and- <laughs> as someone who played a lot of old fantasy warhammer i i one of the nice things about legion was the soft plastic because i could drop it and it wouldn't snap my lightsaber off or an arm or something so i don't know i'm prone to dropping my figures so my only issue with the dynamic bases and it's not a big one is that i tend to theme my army's bases and if you Mm. can't put that figure on a regular base that I can like make fit in with the rest of my army. I'm going to be a little grumpy, but I'm sure it's workable. I'm sure or I just can. turn it into a tactical rock, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Or just chop that. off the, the bottom part of the rock. And then he's, I mean, there would be a way to do it. I'm sure or just base yeah. over it. And it's a dirt hill. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Turn it into a tactical body. Whatever, whatever you want to do. <laughs> If I'm leaping over a, uh, uh, I guess it would be like a, yeah, a clone or, you know, like a resisting Mandalorian um, or something like that. Qui-Gon. You know, whatever you want. You didn't have robot legs at that point, Jay. (laughs) You could do Qui-Gon in this game so badly. And no. All the Jedi. I just like, I want all the Jedi. Hey, with the, what's it called? The alternate forces, the battle forces. Maybe they could do like a, Episode one one. Yeah. I mean, I the think release, I think yeah. that's very reasonable. That is one thing that I think the battle forces will lead lead us to more is like scenarios where I don't think we would have seen Qui-Gon in a Republic army normally, right? Because he was all, all your core dead, units. Dead. Are, Spoilers. Um <laughs> all your core units are are younglings with lightsabers. I would be all over that. That would be great. It would be fantastic. But Anna can get special bonuses against that. Aren't yes, we? obviously. <laughs> yeah. Commander Vader gets hunter. Youngling Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Surge the Kurt when you're attacking Younglings. Yeah. <laughs> the equivalent of Makashi Mastery when you're attacking Younglings. Yeah. Um, you ignore Immune Pierce when attacking Younglings. Um, all right. Let's talk about. We got. Uh, in addition to those models, we also got. Um, people have been calling him Dad Bod Boba Fett, but basically Boba Fett from the Mandalorian TV show, with complete with gaffy stick. Yep. Yeah, seems great. Uh, it yep. so should be noted that we got like a like a digital version of the model. Yeah, it was yeah. Not yeah. A, it was this not was printed. stuff for like what did they say late twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three? I think they may have said twenty twenty three. Okay. They said 2022 to 2023, I think. Okay. This was their big, uh, this is the first like pure AMG thing we'll see, whereas everything else has been either full FFG or like started there. 
Yeah, so this is the first uh, first AMG release will be this Mandalorian Boba Fett. In Boba Fett. God. Boba, sorry. It's really bothering Boba. me. I don't know if you're saying that as like a meme or not, so <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Uh, Kyle's just old. We just ignore him sometimes. Yeah. Hey, I say things wrong all the time. It's yeah, funny, we just you know. let him go. Yeah, just let me go. Um, yeah, I, this model looks cool, or at least the digital rendering of this model looks cool, yeah. so... That's a, I mean, listen, he would, he, it was a great part of the show and he seems cool. I, I don't know if it was the first model I would have shown from so, that show, but okay. Yeah. So, I, I feel similarly. I think the most interesting thing they said about this model was that it was going to be useful in rebels. That makes sense. I was going to say, I'm a little salty about that. I think they said Empire probably, player. right? Probably rebel. I don't know. I, I recall That's, hearing rebels but i think you you've probably got to figure that most if you for anyone who's watched mandalorian right like all everybody in that kind of switches sides a lot like i mean mandalorian started off as a bounty hunter right and then and then he kind of went good sort of so i mean i don't know i think they should just make him cross faction (laughs) yeah i mean it makes sense for flavor wise right like he's on tatooine stranded and like the show is the first time he gets all that armor so it makes sense as rebels um i just you know i would love to have dad bod fit run along stormtroopers invader or something yeah he specifically says he doesn't like the empire in the show though so i think at that point in his life he's he's over it are we are we classifying like the mandalorian and the child and all of them is like rebel characters Uh, i don't know they didn't they didn't well, I'm, so. just, I'm just acting from like our narrative like how how does i i, I don't understand how it makes sense that, that this guy is affiliated with rebels uh i don't know because he fights with all the rebels well, against but, the empire through the entire show except for well episode who, like two. Are, are the are the mandalorian and the child and that's Cara Dune. are they rebels or are they just Cara like, Dune would be because she yeah, like actually she used the to rebels be in the war yeah um, but at the but, time of the Mandalorian, like there is no rebels. It's well, maybe the they're going to the be the new republic. The merc- <laughs> maybe they'll be in the mercenary rules then, where they just you know they just do whatever. Yeah, I just it was they, that was a tidbit they mentioned that like didn't make a ton of sense to me. Is all. Yeah, yeah, we'll I'm see how that ends up looking. Yeah, I'm guessing that right. All those dudes would be rebels, and that's just because if they're going to be in Legion, they need core troopers to make an army in. So that's the closest thing to an ally. I'm looking for the new improved E-Web from the Mandalorian. That'll be great for the Empire. Uh, <laughs> I unfortunately, I, I think that's speed. the same one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I love me some E-Webs. Maybe, bring them, bring them on in. Maybe when Gideon's they say, like talking Gideon's that thing coming up. also in Dark Troopers, so maybe Moff Gideon will, you know, yeah. give buffs to the E-Web. That'd be yeah. great. He gets He'll the monologue it. about it, and then it gets like a name token or something. Um. Takes up one round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He monologues about that thing for like a good 40 seconds. Yeah. Um, that's how you and, sell and it toys. Was way more potent than I've ever seen an E-Web be in this game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, these right. are all the stormtroopers that survived, right? And they so they have to be good. Or they have to them. be really, really like wusses because they <laughs> ran away. <laughs> and I'll tell you though, I'm I I'm I'm excited. I'm I have kind of resigned myself that i i love the original trilogy stuff so i everything rebels and empire i'm buying for sure so 
all of this is exciting for me and the Ewoks and dark troopers and all that. I mean, I'm, that's all very exciting for me. Yeah. So yeah. in addition to Mando Boba Fett, uh, they also confirmed without showing any models. So just a, we will release these units at some point. Um, Mandalorian and the child. So Din Djarin, uh, uh IG 11, um, dark troopers and Moff Gideon all from the Mandalorian. And then separately, they also confirmed Ewoks to coincide with the uh, anniversary of Return of the Jedi in 2023, and then uh, Ahsoka. So presumably for the 501st Battle Force that they were yeah, yeah. talking about, I would I would guess. Yeah, that would make sense. And and maybe they can make Anakin actually good with that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, something I just thought about with Ahsoka is the 501st might have a uh, Mandalorian resistance in it because, right, in Clone Wars, uh, the when Ahsoka fights with them, right, that's along with the Mandos. So, yeah, that's, that's Death Watch, them. though. Yeah, but Death Watch becomes uh, Mandalorian resistance. That's like some Death of Watch. The, some of Death Watch does. Well, that's the, the, the Death Watch that faction does. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying the ones that don't, though, are the Maul Super Commandos. Yeah. So all those ones uh, at that point go on to become Mandalorian resistance so could be cool have like ahsoka and mandos is what 501st will be or something like that it would also i think make sense from like a two birds one stone per perspective to like print like a a bo-katan mando pack that flexes like in the mandalorian timeline and also in like the yep. 501st timeline right mm -hmm. well I, I, and also in the rebels timeline because both yeah, fights, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and in the and in Mandalorian, and I, wow, look at that! And, and how old is Bo Katan? Like seriously, I mean, she looks pretty good in the Mandalorian for. So what they, I think I read somewhere, she's like <laughs> well, nineteen in 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 the that, and then in Mandalorian, she's like forty or something like that. So it makes sense. Yeah. Starbucks still still looking good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm so yeah. excited for Ewoks. Me too. Oh, dude. Uh, All day long. I, I don't even care. really depends on the rules. Oh, that clearly. Doesn't, yeah. Oh, I don't even care. <laughs> I could care less what the, the rules could be. The worst rules of the entire game. I'll, I'll field an entire army of them just because. You're not a little excited to flamethrower a band of Ewoks? <laughs> no, is, because I don't take flamethrowers. <laughs> this is, I've been waiting for this since I started doing the podcast. Like, this is what I've wanted. I've demanded it. Like this is, I just, and I want that like two, two or three pip card. That's like a trap for armor, right? That's all, like you play that card and it it's the two logs coming down and smashing armor impact four. It'll be great. Those logs were a lot more than impact four. That yeah. was like well, impact yeah. 12. Yeah. But with with pierce. There, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> impact 12, pierce 12. Could yeah, you yeah, just exactly. think about it? Just think about it. Ewoks on hand gliders. Oh my god! It'll Ewoks be Ewoks so with good. pointy sticks, just like yeah. You could have like, like a chieftain who's got some weird like, magic powers. Oh my god! R two and C three PO could be part of it. It'll be great. I'm so got excited. a range yeah. one attack. That's just a white dice throw rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like ambush rules and stuff. You know? Yeah, It'll lock and load your Z six boys. <laughs> just give them like <laughs> got some bears to move. Yeah, now. give them some <laughs> of the same rules as like orcs and goblins from Fantasy Warhammer, where maybe sometimes they don't fight; they just fight each other, or they run like based on a die roll. Like I yeah. would love that. Just chaos. That. I'm all about chaos. Cur courage like, one half. They panic yeah. at one suppression token. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Those guys are pretty brave in that movie. I think they're like they're all just they gonna have incognito, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or inconspicuous or yeah. whatever, you know. Low like, profile. Yeah. Low profile. That definitely makes sense. Um, or some kind of like Bane token rule where you, you can know set, like like Gene Stealer cults from uh, 40k. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't believe the Mace Windu is nowhere on this list. I mean, I'm sure it's not an exhaustive list, Mike. Look, it sure seemed like a pretty exhaustive list as far <laughs> as how much that is a lot. About. Yeah. But so the, here's go ahead, Lucas. My theory with this is a lot of the stuff they're throwing out there, like you know, these names with nothing behind it, is all the AMG stuff. And so I think there's still some FFG things in the pipe we haven't seen. So that might mean we might be seeing, you know, Windu before any of this stuff. Um, but that's all speculation. So he also might not be coming till you know 2025. Don't get our hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. With Shadow Collective, I would love, I would love for them to do like, like a Han Solo re-release from like Solo, right? Because he worked with the Shadow Collective in that movie. And so like, I, I would love to see some of the characters from that make it in. You could do a Young yeah. Lando. You could do, you know, I mean, you could do a little bit. Daenerys Targaryen and yeah, Star Wars Legion. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you could, I mean, I always thought like Nest and all that, like there was a ton of really cool yeah. stuff in there that never made it. And uh, I don't know. It really opens up a lot of design space. Yeah. This whole concept of, um, I mean, people have been calling it scum because that's what it is in X-Wing, but that seems like a little shorthand. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. This is basically like everything that's not, you know, one of the primary factions. Yep. So, which is a lot of things. So yeah, open. I love it. Opens up a ton of design space. Um, as long as it's balanced, I love it. That's the yeah. <laughs> caveat to all of this. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm I mean, just clearly. Happy to hear... oh, go ahead. No, after you. I was gonna say I'm just happy to hear that uh, they have stuff in the pipes for 2023. So some, unlike some uh, doomsayers, were saying it won't be a year of FFG stuff, and they're dumping the game. Uh, they're planning on yep. continuing it. Well, I, I think that was clearly the whole purpose yeah. of that whole yeah. thing right was to to give us the warm and fuzzies and you know i mean it's a little bit of a sleight of hand trick it's like hey here's all the things you love we're talking about them right that means we're doing good it's a little sleight of hand but it's good we needed it right we needed to know that they had some ideas so we'll see yeah i'll feel better when they actually start delivering uh yeah. you know as far as i'm concerned like like all of the stuff is super cool super excited about it but also armada is dead so you know <laughs> well but in that vein i think like even though this is a you know i'll be more excited when we get concrete releases this is definitely a thing that i think needed to happen yeah just to kind of yeah, 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 yeah. reassure people that like legion is a focus yep um you know i mean we've said on we said on the show in the past like few weeks even that like legion is it's it's their it's their biggest cash cow of yep. the star wars games like it's not going anywhere the fact of future releases is a thing that um you know was not in doubt but uh it was nice for them to like openly say that and not only say that but give us you know at least the names of things that they're working on that are going to be like specifically amg releases and not just you know uh we're just getting what the leftovers from ffg and then releasing that kind of situation yeah. so 
Is Legion bigger than X-Wing now? No. In uh, terms of cash sales? I, mean, uh, I don't no. think so. No. No. I think okay. it's close, but well, because you gotta you gotta figure. Yeah, yeah, I think it will I, be too. It will yeah. be, but but I you gotta figure like X Wing is sold at like Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Right. Like X Wing's been around for a lot longer too. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a much lower barrier to entry yep. for X Wing yeah, for than, sure than Legion for sure. Yeah. But I mean, clearly, it's an extremely successful game, so mm-hmm. uh, and a growing one. So they'd be silly to just randomly like not make any more stuff for it i mean besides gw war games i think legion's the the top dog now from my understanding yeah i would yeah. be surprised if it wasn't i mean like it's star wars i mean eventually they better eclipse warhammer if they're doing successfully like from uh just you know I don't know. I mean, Warhammer has a 30-year head start. It it totally does. I just, like, the Star Wars brand is pretty powerful. It is. Yeah. yeah. The uh, Star Wars brand also has a 30-year head start. <laughs> well, that's, I guess that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Um, I, I also think, like, there's just... I remember when um, games workshop originally picked up the lord of the rings license we went to see lord of the rings in theaters and they were handing out gw brochures at the movie theaters when we went to see lord of the rings for for the lord of the rings battle that's game, that right? is good marketing that is great marketing and like yeah. it was all in the same mall right so like the gw yeah. store in the mall clearly worked out like a deal or whatever yeah but like that's like a thing you can very easily do with star wars you know just like even on like the tail end of the credits or something be like hey you know i don't know they're gonna have to make a good movie first and then we'll (laughs) oh buddy they've made a few good movies yeah the the original the original three (laughs) come on rogue one oh yeah that one was good yeah so source awakens the last jedi both very good i I will give you those movies that um Rise of Skywalker was bad. Yeah, it was it was worse than bad, but yeah. Um, anyway, before we get totally off the rails, um, why don't we hit the? There, there was one more important topic they discussed, and that was organized play. Yep. So they made mention that specifically uh, at Adepticon that they they did say they were planning on doing a competitive and a narrative. However, that wasn't going to be Worlds because there was no plan for Worlds in the first half of 2022, which is where Adepticon lies. And just to be clear, their reasoning for that was the pandemic. Um, yeah. Which is pretty legit at the moment. Yeah. Right. And I mean, uh, yeah, and specifically they called out because a lot of a lot of the world's invites are from around the world. And so that's a hard travel. Right. Yeah. And and so that makes sense. I, I don't have any problem with that. Um, you know, and they said that if for those of us who had our world invite, it would still be honored. So I think they should burn them at this point. I agree. I've been saying this for a while. It's a completely different game. So do you make people earn new ones or, yeah. just, or do you just yep. hold like a open whoever no. wants to show up? And come? May, maybe do a high command. Uh, yeah, I think we just start with the new season. Whenever whenever they're ready to start organized play, just start. Start scratch over at this yeah. point. I just like it's going to have been like 
three years. I mean, at a minimum, they need to be able to give people that have got into the game in the meantime, which is a lot of people, like a way to earn invites for whatever that event is. Yeah, I mean, in a bare minimum. Yeah. I just like it. it kind I of... can tell you, my world's invite and the list that I wanted on is worthless. And was I played Vader Bosk, which I guess is going to be really good. I played. <laughs> I played. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I played middle management. I played a Veer's Krennic list. <laughs> so I, I played yeah, Krennic Bosk. Yeah. yeah, I had mine had a plane ticket attached to it, so I'm sure that's not good anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I just like. I, I think it's a nice gesture. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. But but I think at this point, like, there's no reason to. Yeah, I don't want to take that away from them. That that's really nice of them to say, but I I think logistically it just doesn't make any sense. But. Well, it's just like half the people that have those invites like don't even play the game anymore. I'm sure. I mean, not that like the turnover super high, but like it's three years. Like people move on, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, like, it'd be nice to see them at least give new people a way to earn invites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you know, but, make the party bigger, the yeah. more the merrier. Yeah. Right. Um. I mean, my big takeaway here is just that, like, they're having one and that they're going to continue. Yep. At least I don't know. For next I mean, year. we'll see. I sort of feel like a little bit of like uh, every time they bring it up, they're like, oh, we're going we're gonna to do it. We're going we're to do it. You know, I, and I understand that there's like a pretty reasonable excuse not to, but, but they're still having events at Adapticon. They are. Yep. They're just yeah. not going to have worlds, which feels to me like a contradiction. Like, well, if, I think it's international well, travel, right? Yeah, like, yeah. we could it's, all go there because we're here in the U.S. But like, potentially, I know some places in Europe, like, still have restrictions on travel, and so it's like you can't yeah. like call it worlds if only Americans can get there. And well, I would say, I would say to the numbers, right? So, like, you can still have a competitive event at Adepticon for, let's say, sixty people, where Worlds was going to be like a hundred and twenty or two hundred or whatever the number. It was going to be a crazy number, right? So, I mean, there's going to be thousands of people at Adepticon. The, and the other thing is that, like, Worlds is going to be all Americans, anyways, because like those are the only people that could earn their invites. So, oh. <laughs> uh, Mike, I there mean, were there were invites in Europe. Okay, um, maybe maybe there were some. It was I just it, it was just it, the first quote unquote competitive season, okay. uh, where there were basically like no um, high command Q's. invites at the time. High yeah. command is, uh, is that what the, the deal was? All right, yeah, it's so long ago I don't remember. There, but yeah, no, there are plenty of world's invites uh, internationally that currently exist. So from the before times, the before times. i was gonna say yeah. something really really bad but this is how i got in trouble last time so <laughs> all right keep it let's to move myself. on then keep i thought mike to was myself. gonna say that americans are, are better uh or something Uh-oh. to that effect but no um, that's definitely not can't say that's that. definitely that's not true no that's definitely not true so um after that shellacking we took from the germans oh my gosh well it would have helped <laughs> if people played their and games. the french <laughs> <laughs> i played my game I think so, we. I, I think that was one of the few. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm just throwing it out. Yeah. There. Anyway, <laughs> German player is good. Yeah. Uh, not a hot take. Um, yeah. I. Uh, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, conditionally excited. This is kind of a nebulous promise, as you said, Mike. But um, yeah, they seem at least committed to the idea of it. There's also like no uh, requirement that they hold it at Adepticon. 
right. I mean, the, the first and only worlds we've had was not at Adepticon. So, yep. um, yeah, it was just the, the FFG had set the expectation because Adepticon yeah. is large enough that they, they couldn't hold the worlds they wanted to hold in, in their facilities. Right. right? So, yeah. yeah. Which is why we had an eight person worlds instead of a 200 yep. person worlds. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? They could use Gen Con potentially. They could use some other convention. They could just have their own thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? who knows? Anything could happen. Yeah. It could not happen. <laughs> That's yep. also a possibility. I'm, I'm kind of okay with all of those options at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm used to it just as everything that's any kind of travel is kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, all right. Any other any other thoughts from that massive stream weekend? Sounds like I mean uh, they mentioned narrative like 30 times, so it sounds like that's going to be something you know, that they're interested in doing. And that makes sense based on Mar Marvel crisis protocol, you know, their little store events are, are very narrative focused and you get some cool stuff and, and, and things. So that's cool. You know, and that's good. I think that's good for the wider community, right? Cause as much as we're a competitive podcast, not everybody who plays Legion, not even, I would say a quarter of us are competitive who play Legion right and the other three quarters are would be up for narrative stuff right and so i think that's good just gets more people interested and and uh you know playing yeah the yeah. vader down stuff that they mentioned briefly sounds pretty interesting they didn't say too much about it but they basically said they're not ready because they're making rules on how to have one player play with one model versus multiple others <laughs> So, like, if you want that Vader hallway scene, this might be the place where you get it. Because it sounds like they're setting up for a potential 1v3 scenario where you are just Vader versus three other people. Maybe maybe they got the rules confused and, and put the, the, change, <laughs> the changes for that into, into the... <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good, yeah, let's just end it on that. That was good. Star Wars Vader. Um, yeah. All right, well, we <laughs> are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. I'm Lucas. And uh, stay fresh, you guys.